You are listening to a podcast from Vineyard Church of Augusta. For more information, visit vineyardaugusta.org. We're talking about big ideas on worship, and uh, it is our highest priority. It's our, our highest purpose. Uh, it's, it's the crowning achievement of our lives. There is nothing you or I could look for uh, to do with our lives and to be uh, other than to, to worship and to, uh, to be worshipers. There's no higher purpose for us. Uh, the book of Psalms is our original book of prayers and worship songs. And Psalm 95 is one of the royal Psalms in that it speaks of God as king of his people. Uh, like many of the Psalms that we find in the book of Psalms, uh, Psalm 95 was thought to be written by, by David, uh, the young worshiping shepherd uh, who slayed Goliath, who became king of Israel. Uh, those are some pretty cool accolades, but I think the one that really grabs my heart the most is the one that, that David was referred to by God himself, a man after my own heart, God said. And I want to invite you, and I know everybody, you know, we're, we're changing things up. You know, I, I, I haven't had my coffee this morning because I'm normally not preaching until after 1030. And uh, so you got to bear with me. So we're going to change things up. And I, even good change, we get a little freaked out with. That's okay. Uh, let's stand together. You're used to standing during this time of the service. And so I'm going to get you to, uh, we're going to do a reading of Psalm 95 together. Uh, and uh, I'm going to read the, the verse that's in uh, the regular font. And if you would join me in the verses that are in bold font, that would be so awesome. And this again, a, a Psalm, of, Psalm of David, one of the Psalms of royal Psalms of, of Scripture that speaks to the kingliness of our God, that our God is king. So come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Thank you, guys. You may be seated. As verse 3 says, the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. And this morning I want to talk about, as we're talking about big ideas on worship, I want to talk about this idea that worship is our right response to the King, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Now, I realize here in the United States, we don't have kings and queens, and I got to say, I'm good with that, all right? I hope you are too. Uh, but I do know that we have a lot of Anglophiles in our, our country. Uh, any, any big fans of the British royalty here? Uh, I mean, come on. Yeah, they're, they're interesting, right? They're fascinating. Um, you know, I have to admit, I, I enjoy shows like The Crown and movies like The Queen. And 
Uh, I guess I was thinking about this this week, the whole idea of, you know, royalty and kingship and majesty and all of that. The, the, the royal family, the British royal family first sort of came on my radar back when I was in elementary school. My parents uh, went to London when I was like in fifth grade, I think. Uh, and it, in 1977, it happened to be during the year of the Silver Jubilee, Queen Elizabeth's Silver Jubilee. And I remember uh, them going. I remember seeing some of the festivities on TV and some of their pictures from being there in London during this very interesting time. And uh, one of the things I most remember was a really cool gift they brought back uh, from London for me and my brother, matching Navy uh, trench coats, very Sherlock Holmes. And I'm wondering if that planted the seed for my, you know, my quest for sartorial splendor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, in the vineyard, we talk a lot about God's kingdom, God's kingdom, his rule and reign. That's why do we talk about that so much? We talk about it a lot because it is the main thing that Jesus talked about when he was here on earth. He talked about it more than any other topic. He talked about it and he demonstrated it. It was a proclamation thing in his teaching and preaching. Uh, and it was also a demonstration thing. Uh, he, he, sometimes he would heal the sick uh, and then teach on the fact that the kingdom of God is here. Other times he would teach and then demonstrate it by, 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 by opening blinded eyes. So it was a proclamation and demonstration of the active rule and reign of God. That's what the kingdom of God is. God's kingdom is the, the realm where, where God's rule and his reign is active, uh, where God comes and sets things right, where things here on earth are as they are in heaven. Uh, should remind us of the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is uh, in heaven. We are people of God's kingdom and God's kingdom has a king and his name is Jesus. And so we have a king that we are to worship. Uh, another way of thinking about God's kingdom is how things are when Jesus gets his way. How do things change when Jesus gets his way? We see that laid out in the Gospels. We see Jesus going again, healing those who are sick, uh, raising those up who are, are dead, feeding the hungry, uh, calling and including the outcast and the alienated, setting free those who are oppressed and demonized, and saving the lost and bringing them into God's family. Jesus is king. He's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. So as we consider all of the big uh, ideas that we're considering this month, and we're only doing four, there are, are thousands of ideas that we could, could look at. Uh, the four that we're looking at this, this, this month of June, as we're looking at these, we need to think uh, about the fact that um, we, we need to encourage ourselves in these things in terms of, okay, we talked about our worship welcoming God's presence. Roger did a, a wonderful job last week talking about the importance of worshiping as part of a community and the dynamic of that. We need to understand the idea of that we are called to worship the king and there is a way that we do that. And we're going to look at that as Psalm 95 lays this out. And, and as we do that, I want you to ask yourself this question. It's a question I've been asking myself and asking the Holy Spirit to lead me on this journey uh, of, of asking myself this question over the last several weeks as I've been preparing for today. And it's this question. 
Does everything in my life express that Jesus is my king? Does the day-to-day stuff of my life, the way I live my life, the way I speak, the way I think, the way I interact with those around me, does it express that Jesus is my king? Or does the way I live my life say that somebody else or something else, some other influence is in charge? So this morning as we begin, I want to, I want to have that question. Let that be something that the Holy Spirit helps us in his love and his kindness to probe and to consider as we, as we take a look at Psalm 95 this morning. Would you guys pray with me? Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence. Thank you that you... Uh, you invite us, you have made a way that you have made a way for us to be in a worship relationship with you, that you're not calling this thing to be a ritual, but a relationship, an intimate relationship. And Holy Spirit, we ask you to come and just open our hearts and our minds, that you would show us uh, those areas in our lives where we're, we're not having you as king. And we thank you that in your love and in your goodness and your justice and your mercy and kindness that you, you show us those things and you invite us. You invite us into healing. You invite us into restoration. So, so come and do that this morning. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you lead us in worship. And we want to be wholehearted worshipers of the King. Show us how to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So how do we come into the presence of the King? Now, if you've watched, uh, you know, shows like The Crown or movies like, you know, The Queen and, and, and other kinds of things, you probably have an idea that you just don't get an audience with uh, the Queen or with the King when the King was in, in power. You don't just march in and just make yourself known. You, there, there are protocols that you follow, and there are ways that you exit. There are all kinds of things. Well, um, you know, so much more so with the God of the universe and in Psalm 95 lays out some of these for us. Uh, there are many others that we find. I, I'm so thankful that all the ways in which we approach God are taken care of for us through Jesus and through the Holy Spirit. So we are, we're given entry uh, because of God's love and his grace and what Jesus accomplished on the cross for us and the work that the Holy Spirit continues to do in us in our hearts and lives in our midst and in inviting us and welcoming us into God's presence. So we come first to the King, we bring our praise to the King. And what does that mean uh, to praise God? We're simply mirroring who he is and, and what, uh, who he is and, and the things that he does. We're mirroring that with our words. We're exclaiming that. And like Psalm 95 says, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. We're, we're, we're mirroring who God is uh, by, by our words. And, and we, he, we, these are things that we, that we do first based on God's written word given to us. What God has chosen to reveal of himself first in his word to us, that he is God, that he is powerful, that he is majestic, that he is king of kings, and that he is Lord of lords. And so many of the Psalms laid this out for us in a, in a very powerful and beautiful way. Psalm 93, the Lord reigns, he's robed in majesty. The Lord is robed in majesty, armed with strength. Indeed, the world is established, firm and secure. Uh, Psalm 99, the Lord reigns, he sits enthroned between the cherubim, let the earth shake, exalt the Lord our God, worship at his footstool, he is holy. 
And we use scripture as the, as the bedrock, as the foundation for the things that we ascribe to, uh, to God. You, you are this, you are holy, you are good, you are loving, you are gracious, you are just, you are filled with truth, you are faithful. And the, the Psalms echo these things. And that's why I encourage you, if, if you feel like you don't have adequate language for worship to God, Take, take the Psalms, use them. That's what they're there for, to teach us how to worship, to teach us how to pray. And it's also important that we don't just stop there. We want the foundation of our praise and our worship to God to be uh, laid out in Scripture of who God is. But God also doesn't just want the things that we read about to be uh, just things we read about. He wants us to experience them. So it's important in our mirroring who and what God is that we say, God, you are the great Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. And to think back and reflect on specific ways that God has shown up in your life and in your family uh, to just demonstrate that he is our provider, that he is our healer, that he is our protector, that he is our deliverer, that he is our strength. You know, uh, this is important for all of us to do this thing, but it is Father's Day so I want to give a particular nod to our dads in our midst today and uh, to encourage us uh, that we've got children. We've got grandchildren. We've got stepchildren who are watching and listening to us. They need to hear. They need to be exposed to God's word. They need to know the truth of who God is as laid out in Scripture. So we need to be sharing that. We need to be reading that. We need to be teaching that, not just in our church, which we want to do, but our church is here to partner with you as parents. The, the spiritual formation of your children is primarily your job as, as dads, as moms. We as a church family want to walk alongside you, support you, encourage you in that. But I, I want to remind you that that's, that's primarily your job. Don't be overwhelmed by that. Don't get nervous about that because God will give you everything you need to be the dad that he's called you to be. He will. It's, it's not easy work. I, 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 will, I will say that. Uh, and every season has its new and different challenges, but God will be faithful to give you everything you need. Your kids, your grandkids need to hear the truth of God's word, but they also need to hear your God stories. How is God showing up in your life, showing forth his faithfulness and his goodness? Make sure that as God shows up, and I know he does, and I know he's continuing to, I know he has in the past, he is right now, and he will continue to share those God stories with your children. Share them with your children. Make sure they know uh, what this praise is all about, that it is mirroring uh, based on the foundation of what God has revealed about himself in Scripture, but it also is attached to our personal stories, your personal stories that we're able to share about the goodness of God, the love of God, whether it's God showing up bringing healing, whether God showing up bringing uh, provision where there seemed to be no provision, or God showing up and restoring a relationship that seemed to be completely lost and broken. And our praise, it should include thanksgiving, okay? Um, we bring our gratitude to the king as well, giving thanks to him for all he's done. Uh, the second verse here in Psalm 95, let us come before him with thanksgiving. Let us extol him with music and psalm. And many of the psalmists write, I will 
bless the Lord. And they also write, I will thank the Lord. There is a, an engagement of our will uh, in this thing of gratitude, in this thing of thanksgiving. Uh, it always involves an act of our will. For too many of us, we have a default of looking at situations and circumstances and saying, well, this is wrong. This is missing. I don't have this yet. I don't have this. Rather than taking an inventory of God, thank you for, for showing up. Thank you for giving me this job. Lord, thank you that though things are tough with my child right now, that we're talking, that there's dialogue going on. Uh, Lord, thank you that, that although uh, you know, I, I, am, I'm, I'm, I have this diagnosis that I've been given, I thank you that you are bringing about healing. Yeah, I've been praying for complete and total healing, but I'm thankful that while I am not completely healed yet, I am moving in that right direction and you are doing good things and you've got me lined up with people who are helping me with this. With this. We, we want to model this thing of gratitude. Look and be intentional about looking and for those opportunities to say, okay, God, you've shown up. You've done this. I thank you for this. I thank you for your goodness and the ways that you've displayed uh, your goodness to us. Uh, we need to understand that in our homes, Thanksgiving needs to be more than just one day a year. It's, it's, it's something that we're called to model for our families, and, and, and there's tremendous fruit uh, when we do that. So we want to be people who worship with gratitude, with thanksgiving. We also want to come before the king with humility, and in humility, we make our act of submission to the king, acknowledging this, God, you're God, and I am not. That's a tough one for some of us, isn't it? To, to acknowledge that very powerful reality that we live in, you know, we, we, will, we would never say, I am God. But boy, some of the ways that we live our lives certainly say that, don't, don't they? Communicate that and, and, and speak that. Um, Psalm 95 gives us perspective of the God who is king. The Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods, uh, this perspective is particularly powerful. In his hands are the depths of the earth. And the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it. And his hands, his very hands, formed the dry land. This is the God who is our king. This is the powerful God who we serve. This is God. And we are not God. Uh, that God is great and the kingdom of darkness is not great. The kingdom of darkness is real. It is around us, but we should never lose sight of the fact that our God and his kingdom is greater than the kingdom of this world, the kingdom of darkness. We need perspective. And Psalm 95 gives us this right perspective to be reminded that God is so other than we are. There's this tendency in our world to talk about the big man upstairs. I hate that. I'm sorry. I don't I just like, really? I like, I, I'm not going to give my life to the big man upstairs. Come on. And, and, and I got to say this. Um, while our atmosphere here at the Vineyard is, is casual, um, we never, ever want to be casual or flippant regarding our reverence and our awe of our holy God. Please never confuse that. 
We serve a powerful God, a mighty God, an awesome God. And it is vitally important for all of us to have a regular experience of the awesome power of God uh, as we read about it in Scripture and as we experience it in our own lives. Situations like Isaiah and Isaiah 6, the prophet Isaiah, he's coming into worship and he says, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were the seraphim, each with six wings. Two wings, they covered their faces, and they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying, and they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And at the sound of their voices, the doorposts and the thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke. This is an awesome God, an awesome God. And he wants us to know the awesomeness of his power. We need our own grand visions and, and grand uh, experiences of God, just like Daniel experienced in a dream that he had. Daniel 9, I want to invite you Close your eyes and picture this, okay? Just as I read this, this was this is one of Daniel's one of those books is just it's it's pretty pretty wild. Daniel said, as I looked, thrones were set in place, and the ancient of days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow. The hair of his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands attended him. 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The court was seated. The books were open. And then I continued to watch because of the boastful words the horn was speaking. And I kept looking until the beast was slain and its body destroyed and thrown into the blazing fire. The other beasts had been stripped of their authority, but were allowed to live for a period of time. And in my vision at night, I looked and there before me was one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and people of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. This is our God, okay? You can open your eyes now. This is our God, and we need to know that our God is great. He is awesome. He is the sovereign God, and he is so other than we are, and so greater than and stronger than, and we need to know that, but know that this strong and awesome, mighty God loves us and is for us and welcomes us, and he is our king. He is our savior. He is our heavenly father. Psalm 95, 6 says, come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, this awesome, mighty God, bowing and kneeling, acts of surrender to our God. And in surrendering it with submission, we bring our gifts to the king. Again, the way that we come before the king, we bring him our gifts, ultimately the gift of our whole lives. We give him our time. We give him our bodies. We give him our thoughts. We give him our talents, our energies, the resources he's entrusted to us, our influence. Parents, we give him our children. They're not ours. They are not ours. We are entrusted from God with them uh, for, for their care. 
You know, one of our foundational teachings on worship here uh, is Romans 12. And I did a a message where I fleshed that out back in January and in our core of who we are worship series. You can go back and take a look at that. I would encourage you to. But I do want to remind you of the words that Paul gives in talking about this thing that worship is not an empty ritual. It is an intimate relationship that we're called to, uh, urging brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy the perspective in which we live a worshiping life, that we come and we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, that submission, that surrender that we are given, holy and pleasing to God. This is our true and proper worship. And do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you're able to test and approve what God's... uh, a pleasing will is his good, pleasing, perfect will. So the question that we ask ourselves at the beginning, does everything in my life say that Jesus is my king? If you wanted to reverse that question, you could ask, am I conforming to the pattern of this world? That would be the other question. You know, maybe you don't feel comfortable with, with, with answering the question, does everything in my life say that Jesus is my king? Then maybe ask yourselves, am I conforming to the pattern of this world? Maybe that would maybe align things a little better for you. What's the greatest influence in your life? What's what's the the, the driving force that helps you in your your worldview, your decision-making, the things that you subscribe to, the things that you give your time and energy to? uh, Which has the greater influence on how you interact with the world around you? Culture, the prevailing culture, or the character of God's kingdom, God's word, the Holy Spirit, which is it? And it's something that all of us need to regularly assess in our own lives and invite the Holy Spirit to help us as we assess that. You know, how do we view uh, issues uh, in real issues that God's not calling us to ignore? He's calling us uh, to be in the world, but not of it. Uh, And as we are in the world, how are we viewing things like, you know, about sexuality, immigration, gun control, law and order, abortion, racism? These are real things. And we're we're constantly dealing with those. And in this election year, we're only going to hear more and more of it. And this is the thing that I continue to say. I encourage you, be engaged, be involved politically, but make sure that your first allegiance is not to a political platform, okay? As followers of Jesus, as people of his kingdom, our mandate is to follow the words of Jesus from Matthew 6. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the rule and reign of God, his active rule. What does God's word have to say about these issues? Let that first form your mind, your heart, and your response uh, and, 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 and prayerfully consider these things uh, and as you, as you, as you look into, to, to be engaged in these very important uh, discussions that we need to be a part of. So don't hear me say don't be a part of them. Definitely be a part of them, but make sure that we are seeking first God's rule and reign and going into the conversations uh, prayerfully uh, considering scripture and what God's word has to say about these very important issues. And finally, how do we worship? How do we come into the presence of the king? We bring our petitions to the king. He is the king. He is the great and awesome king. And he's also our loving father. And as we see here uh, in, in verse seven, he is our God 
We are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. He is a gracious and loving God who cares for us. And, and he, desires, he desires us to come to him. He, he wants to take care of us. He's our heavenly father. He is our, our good and loving king. He's our powerful king. He is our good shepherd who loves to commune with us. He loves the, the interaction of, of his people coming before him, communing together, uh, listening to us, talking to us. He hears our prayers. He will be faithful to respond to our prayers with his goodness, his justice, his faithfulness, his wisdom, and his love. Dads, particularly Father's Day, I want to challenge you. Keep on praying. Let us be men of prayer. Pray for your families. I, some of you, I, I know some situations going on with some of your families, and, and, and I have situations in my own family. We need to be people of prayer don't give up praying. Don't give up trusting the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and lives, in the lives of our families, in our children, and in our grandchildren, and those that we have influence with. Don't stop praying. Our God hears our prayers, and he is faithful to respond to our prayers in his time and in his way. Um, keep on praying. Don't stop praying for your children, because we have a... a, a we have a, a loving God, a powerful God. And I love the fact that, that he says we are people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Yes, he is the awesome God. He is the all-powerful God who created the world that we live in with his, with his hands, his own hands. Everything is his. And he loves us and he cares for us. I want us to end the same way we began. I want to invite you to stand. I want to invite the worship team to come up. I want us to go back and look at Psalm 95, and I want to invite you to read it with me again as we have this as sort of another call to worship. We're going to take some time this morning and, and worship God together, and then we're going to go into a, a prayer and ministry time. And, and I, I just want to encourage you, um, wherever you are in your worship relationship with God, uh, this morning, maybe it's like, you know what, I, I, I feel like God's not very big in my life right now. I feel like the things I've been calling and asking him to do that he's not shown up, he's not responded. And I want to challenge you and I want to encourage you as you worship this morning to reflect back on the goodness of God. And maybe for you this morning, it's the Holy Spirit bringing to mind maybe a, a story you first heard as a child. Maybe it was that thing of, of David and Goliath, God's faithfulness showing up and, 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 and enabling him to do something that he could not do in his own strength. But as our God is worthy of praise, and this morning I want to invite you to come and to, to will to bless the Lord and to will to thank him with, with the worship of our mouths, of our hearts, and our whole lives. I want us to, to, to share together again Psalm 95, and as we read this together, let this, be a, let this be a call to worship for us as we begin and as we continue our worship time together. Psalm 95, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. 
Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you invite us to receive your love. God, that you've, you've originated this relationship, this worship relationship. I thank you that you are rich in love and compassion. And we just invite you to come and receive the worship of our hearts as we come having received your love and we express it back to you with our hearts, with our bodies, with our minds, our spirits, with our actions, with everything that we are and everything we hope to be, Lord. We want, we want to say, be glorified. Jesus, you are my king. Lord, we want our lives to show it. Come, Holy Spirit, and do your good work. In Jesus' name.